Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Girl Finance Podcast. I'm your host Selena. We are the community of unapologetic, ambitious, money-minded women. Um, Just in case you've noticed, we have had a break. We have had a few weeks off just to refresh and reset, but we are back with a new episode. Today I am joined with some wonderful ladies doing amazing things. So I'm joined by Charlene Sims and also Antoinette Sims from Wentworth Wills. So yes, we are going to be talking about wills, trusts and power of attorneys. And for me, when I listen to other podcasts um, about this subject, it's just spoken about in a matter of fact, normal way. However, when it comes to talking about things such as life insurance, wills and so on and so forth, it's like uncomfortable conversation. So I want to make this conversation really interesting I want them to give you the facts about why it's so important to make sure you have a will um, in place and also for you to consider setting up something and putting things in trust and also power of attorney these are things that we need to be having conversations about just to ensure that our hard-earned wealth that we are building uh, is handled in the way that we want you know it's passed on to the people that we want to the loved ones that we want and so on and so forth so do listen to this episode yeah, it's really, really important and do share it with others. And again, keep on supporting and liking the Black Girl Finance podcast if you are enjoying the recordings, the episodes. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So thank you so much, Antoinette and Charlene, for joining us today to talk about such an important topic. We don't talk about this topic in the Black community. I don't know if it's talked about anywhere else in other um, communities, but I really thought it was super important to have this discussion. So yeah, can you just introduce yourself to us and and let us know a bit about the business, Montworth Wills, and how long you've been in estate planning for as well? Yeah, no problem. So I'm one half. Um, My name's Antoinette and we're actually sisters and business partners in Wentworth Wills. Yeah, and I'm Charlene. I'm the other half, uh, one of the other directors. Um, We started in 2018, uh, so coming up to three years in in autumn. So yeah, that's um, a little snippet of how long we've been going and um, we've been really enjoying the journey as well to be honest it's been interesting as well as um, you know insightful into the estate planning world for for us as well really within the black community yeah yeah I was just going to say the name Wentworth Wills comes from our late granddad who was called Wentworth William so it's a bit of a yeah, see to him really. Yeah, a bit of a tribute. from him. Yeah, so so that's where the names come from. That is so lovely. Wow, that's really nice. So his name was Wentworth William. And middle middle name William. Yeah. So yeah. Wentworth oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic! And how did you guys get into estate planning then? Um, what's yeah? What made you get into it? Yeah, it is. It's a bit of a, a strange <laughs> career path, really. But I tell you why. It was because I used to be um, an appointee and court deputy officer for a local authority. And part of my role was some of my clients who lacked mental capacity had enough capacity to write their own will. They, they wanted a will done and also funeral plans. So somebody used to come in and he used to do wills for my clients those who had enough capacity and also funeral plans and it sort of just got me interested because I also saw the side where 
some people didn't have things in place. And I remember one of my clients, she would have loved to have excluded um, some family members out of her will, but she couldn't because she'd left it too late. And she was a multimillionaire and she knew the heirs, you know, the, the people who was going to inherit her estate was people that she didn't want. And it was all too late for her. So yeah and it that just reminds me of um you know obviously in the newspapers often in the money section or the agony aunt section there's all of this conversation about you know um like where the money's going to be passed to and who yeah 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 you might have seen sorry (laughs) no you you go what you're gonna say and I was just gonna say you might have seen programs like air hunters and and stuff like that um where people you know just haven't done anything they haven't put anything in place and you know these there's loads of estates every year that are just left unclaimed so Mm -hmm. yeah okay so yeah so um I mean I think it's interesting I definitely I'm sure I read something yesterday there was an article about um the husband and a will and a house a property and kids and all of that especially if you're um maybe you know things have got a bit more complicated in your life mm-hmm. complicated. Yeah. so you know if you're maybe on like a second marriage second kids all of that kind of stuff you want to be able to control um where your assets end up essentially so um, if you go back and start like right at the very beginning how would you describe a will so what is a will yeah basically a will is a document that you can set out who will inherit your assets in in layman's terms um so that could be any property any monies any land um anything you own really um it could be collections of you know items in the house you know heirlooms jewelry anything like that um and you can state where they will fall basically to you know either your children or perhaps a charity um and like Antoinette mentioned uh, or you might want to state who you'd like to exclude so it's um, a valid document it has to be signed and dated correctly uh, by two witnesses over 18 and um it, it becomes a valid document from from there really that's it in its simplest form and I'd also I'd also add um Selena that I usually say to to people if you were to have passed away a month ago who would would people know your wishes would people um you know know who, who would be looking after your finances closing your estate down who would be your executor you know so these are really important things to think of you know where where is that document have you got a document do they know you've got a will so um so it's just it's it's you know it's not the nicest thing to think of but I always say to people what would be happening now if this had happened to you because we don't know do we so if you've got a will at least you know that your wishes will be carried out yeah and and also sometimes people say oh well I don't have anything um but they might have children and it's also a, a good place to put who you'd want to be um, any children's guardians down as well. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is important, really. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, absolutely right. Asking that question, it, you know, if something had happened a month ago, it really doesn't make you think because, and, and what you said as well about will they know your wishes, because that's super important as well mm-hmm. to, to yeah. really understand, you know, what you would, what you would want 
um, to happen so that there's not that kind of, I guess, that, that squabbling and infighting that happens yeah. um, when something when, when something does happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And in your experience, then, what happens if people do not have a will in place? Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a will, um, you don't have to worry because the law has one for you. Okay. <laughs> They've already got one for you. And, it's called... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they will make the decisions for you. It's actually called intestacy law. So mm. it's a set of guidelines as to when somebody dies intestate, um, where their assets and belongings will go and it usually falls in line you know to parents children and then it reaches out to to sisters brothers and and so on um so that's actually what happens if you don't um have a will it's called you die intestate Mm. and as you mentioned um selena sometimes it can be really complicated perhaps um if you're perhaps on a second relationship or you're just living with your partner and we've seen you know so many examples during our shortish time in this business where if someone has died intestate um and they've lived with their partner for a number of years perhaps that partner sadly could become homeless or you know we we saw we heard of um, an example not too long ago actually um a gentleman sadly passed away he'd been with his partner about 20 years or something like that um wasn't married to her but was legally still married to his first wife and you know that new partner had sadly would lose her home because the wife inherited everything so you know he that could have easily been you know avoided Mm -hmm. things so often as well so often Mm. yeah and I think I think that's the thing as well um it's about thinking about these these legal commitments that we get ourselves into so Mm. I was going to ask you about kind of is is there a difference you know what happens if you're married and you've got a will or if you're unmarried and you've got a will I guess you need to think about all of these scenarios would Mm. you say Mm. yes Mm. definitely definitely I mean if you're married and don't have a will it's it's going to your spouse in the first Mm. instance um yeah that's that's how that's how it will fall I was gonna say if you're married but but separated it's still going to (laughs) your partner (laughs) you know um can work in your favor and it can not (laughs) as well that's it absolutely and um and in terms of the process of setting up a will would you say that it's, it's difficult to do or is it easy to do can people do it themselves and I ask that question because I have seen a I think it's an app it's an online portal that you can go Mm. on and and create a will yourself would you guys recommend that or would you not what do you think is the best way of doing it yeah it um, it is a legally binding document and it is so important yeah Um, getting that advice I'd say would probably be key yeah yeah you will um you can you can do it yourself um we've seen different apps and things um online as well um Mm -hmm. I know that you used to be able to for example go to like a post office and pick up one there or some some stationery shops and things like that and and they're perfectly legal um they're Mm -hmm. perfectly legal the only thing that you'd need to ensure is that it's signed and dated correctly um by two witnesses um that are not going to inherit 
anything from your will because that will actually disinherit them. Um, but apart from that, you can actually do it yourself. I would say um, it would be advisable to seek professional um, advice if you have more complicated, um, you know, life life circumstances. Say, for example, if you are in a blended family or a step family or are not married to a partner, perhaps um, I would seek advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about what about if you've got like a business and you've got you know assets so you've got multiple properties and you know, mm. maybe multiple businesses as well would you say that needs to be all set out in a will yeah absolutely if if you know if it's something that's important to you and all of those things are you're going to want to stipulate who gets it who looks after it do they want it do they want to inherit that that business can they manage that business you know mm-hmm. so so all of this needs to be looked at so like um Charlene said if it's a simple will and you feel quite confident to do it yourself you know we do write your own will courses ourselves you know mm-hmm. just to educate people and, and you know help people to just get one done at least even if you change it at a later date at least you have one but yeah definitely um I would say in those circumstances um it would be worth getting professional um advice for for those if you're going to write a business into your will and different things depending on the complexity and who's the partners in this business okay mm-hmm. and just a, another question then so if a person passes away in does it take is it, is it longer is it more hassle to sort out their affairs then I know that you said it goes to you know the state the government they've they, yeah. they've got the laws does it is it a lot more hassle yes but yeah. the short answer is yes <laughs> yeah um it, it is more um hassle and it is more expensive um the fees are a lot more um and oh, wow. obviously it's got to go through probate and everything so it's all left open really um and again it's your wishes are not being met you know no one knows it's open kind of to interpretation to the family to figure it all out so um it's about they reckon I saw um a stat not too long ago I think they reckon it's about nine grand more um nine grand more sorry yeah it's a lot more it really eats into the inheritance so um to avoid that you know you really can avoid all of that hassle and like you say I can't see my face but my face (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you can imagine it's going to um, a government department. Yeah, you know, true. somebody's <laughs> got to get paid <laughs> to do the admin. You know, mm-hmm. somebody can volunteer to be your executor, as it were, or the state administrator. State. They call it. Yes, mm-hmm. very similar to um, an executor. That person needs to be checked out. So there's, there's a lot longer process. It will take longer, and of course, you know, the, this government department will have to be paid for their travel and time yeah and how many um do, do you know what percentage of people have wills in the, in the UK I don't know if you've got any yeah um I, I was saying I, I saw a stat not too long ago that said about 60 percent of of um adults in the UK have a will um which is is not 
brilliant really considering you know people a lot of people are homeowners um, mm. or have assets or, and a lot of people are parents um, yeah, so yeah. it's a bit worrying really the fact that it's all kind of left to chance yeah absolutely um, and I had another question I think it's just gone out of my head though <laughs> if I remember I'll come back yeah. to it. okay yeah. so you know I mean I mean I just think in my head I know that it's certainly been um, conversations that have been had in the last few years I mm. definitely know that my mum uh, has a will and that's probably because she's had ill health so she was born with a heart condition so she's mm-hmm. more cognizant of I guess health and has been you know her whole life right. um, and as she's gotten older um, we're starting to have these conversations about about wills and I know siblings as well my siblings um yeah it's, it's something mm-hmm. that's been putting in, in place right uh, you know my siblings have yeah, that's all, very good mm. yeah no because my siblings are you know we've all got property um mm. and a couple of them are, are married so yeah. with kids as well like you like you mentioned yeah, um, yeah. so it, it's really important to just sort out the affairs so that's that it your partner your family knows like you said knows your wishes can carry out your wishes um mm. at a stressful at a really you know super stress, emotional that's... stressful time mm-hmm. you know in, in a way that's not going to cause more stress absolutely absolutely you're taking away that burden it's actually a loving thing to do because you're taking that burden away from your loved ones at a time when they're already grieving and yeah. for a, a very cheap or free document you yeah. know it's it's just it's it's a no-brainer really you've just got to do it mm-hmm. you have to ta- you know take the bull by horns and, and and get it done you know mm-hmm. whether you come to somebody like us or whether you just do it yourself mm-hmm. yeah absolutely definitely I just wanted to ask I'm just curious about your kind of clientele that you have I know that you obviously do a lot of work in the community and um, mm. so would you say that's your typical client or is your client clientele mixed in terms of kind of ethnicity do you, yeah. I, I guess my my point of asking that question is I think there's a I don't know if it, I don't know if it's actually a real thing but I think in my head there's a perception that within the community we just don't like talking about it we haven't got these things set up sometimes people are doing go fund me and all of that kind of thing and mm. um, to, to handle when you know when something happens unfortunately to people so Definitely. and I tried to look and google to see if there were any stats before today's call about mm. you know people from you know ethnic minority backgrounds or, or, or a black Asian minority yeah. backgrounds whether or not there's a difference in you know who have wills um, mm so I don't know yeah so I'm just curious so what's your clientele yeah do you know it's been an interesting journey in that sense as well for us Selena because when we first started out um we was kind of just you know here to serve everyone Mm-hmm. um you know whoever needed a will was happy to do it whatever background and and we still are um yeah. but what we found is uh, when we went to do some of our awareness um you know events and um set up stands and stuff in different parts of the west midlands we noticed that in the more in the more affluent areas and say more the english areas white english areas 
they had their their wills in place for a long long time um one older couple kind of there was kind of you know there's like oh darling we've had us we've had us for years years. we've we've got our trust we've got our wills we've done it you know Mm -hmm. and 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 everyone was kind of saying the same thing we were like okay um so that that was interesting we're just like okay they have had their their affairs in order for probably a very long time which is probably why they're able to keep their assets in their bloodline a bit better than than we have um, Mm. been able to perhaps historically at least anyway generational wealth yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is it they they've been knowing about trusts for the longest time you know obviously you know especially the very wealthy they 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 know all of this sort of stuff anyway mm-hmm. um so we kind of redirected ourselves I'd say probably 18 months ago mm-hmm. um and realized that it's actually our community who needs this information even mm-hmm. more so because for one like you said it's a bit taboo we don't like talking about it I think there's a bit of superstition there as well we think we'll yeah. drop down dead the next day after the yep, thing is signed <laughs> so, so um there's a lot of of that um and I think it's also just lack of awareness and and um, com- um education on the subject I think historically um, it's usually an you know an older white guy who will come with a briefcase and come and sit down in your living room and start telling you about wills. So to have you know us two um, black women um, fairly young um, <laughs> doing do, <laughs> doing this, um, it's on it's a bit unusual. But I think we've been able to hopefully help the community um, through some of our workshops and, and mm. stuff um, and hopefully because they are creating um, and leaving legacy and building wealth they do want to protect it now which is brilliant mm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah no I absolutely I, I think it's so valuable and like I say it and anecdotally I feel like there is that stigma so I was just curious so yeah thank you for sharing that yeah thank you right <laughs> I yeah. just wanted to um come on to then trust and power of attorney so can we talk about what a trust is yeah sure um so really a trust is um a way of protecting your assets yeah. I mean, if you think of, um, in in layman's terms, if you think of it as a treasure chest or a safe um, and you've got a lockbox and you've got trustees who you might give a key to. So it's people who you really, really trust. So you would perhaps have a key. So you might have access to it yourself. Um, That person who sets up the trust, they're they're known as the settler. So you can have access to it um, and all of your trustees as well. So you can put property in there, any kind of asset um, you want. And you basically imagine that you're you're keeping it safe in there. So you can have access to it, but technically it sits outside of your estate now. It doesn't belong to you now. It belongs to the trust. Um, So it's a protection because it's not in your estate. So it won't be included in, in that 325,000 threshold. Mm, yeah, so um, kind of putting it in layman's terms, um, I don't know if you remember when the um, the Queen Mother died, I think she technically died with about £2 to her name, which obviously, you know, that isn't 
technically yeah. true because obviously <laughs> she's very wealthy she was a very wealthy woman um but her assets would have been in trust so she would have had access to it could use it all day long and all night long but um it wasn't part of her actual estate so people you know can use trusts for tax um benefits um obviously because um you know it won't come under under that when when you do pass away um it won't be taken into consideration for tax purposes so that's one of the major benefits of that and also um them keeping the assets in the bloodline as well um so you don't have to worry about an in-law um potentially going off with half of your son or daughter's inheritance because it's locked in this trust in this chest this treasure chest mm -hmm. for that person who you who's named on the who's on it that's right that's yeah. it exactly so it would be the trustees it would be in their discretion as to the, the beneficiaries, how much they get, and, and you know, it'll all be stipulated by the settler, the person who set it up. So yeah, mm -hmm. it just protects the assets that way. In terms yeah. of your estate, can you just explain to our listeners what that is? Yeah, so some people are aware, some people aren't. Um, there is such a thing as inheritance yeah, inheritance tax, sorry. Um, yeah. So there's a threshold on that of 325,000. So if your estate is less than that amount, um, there won't be inheritance tax to pay, which is at 40%. So it's a huge amount. Um, but if your estate is over that amount, your loved ones will be paying inheritance tax for that amount over that amount, over the amount of 325,000. So having your items in trust, that means that it's no longer in your estate. So it will stay in, in trust and it can protect against this inheritance tax that will just keep getting taxed and taxed and taxed as the generations go by. Um, if nothing's done, if it's not protected. So, so it's just really the threshold. So some people say, well, my house is only worth 125,000 or 200,000. So I'm well under the threshold. But what they might not remember or they might forget that um, they might have a life insurance of, of 300,000 or a couple of life insurances of, you know, one of 100,000 or whatever. Um, and what what that will do is take them over that threshold it might do so you may not think that you have assets of that amount but on death you might you may well have and again you know your family will be liable to pay that inheritance tax which is good and I, I really love that we're talking about this because these are the things that people don't necessarily think about you know you might not mm. think about wills or trusts at all and when mm. you think about how it could work and how you could be brought over the threshold again yes. I think mm. people can just you know feel like you know it's not going to happen to me but actually mm. actually it might do because and if you think about it, if people um you know if you've had houses or it may not be you you know i know a lot of young people yes. probably feel like they can't get on the property ladder but mm. what if you know your parents who have been able to get on the property ladder decide to pass that property to you these yeah. are things that you're going to have to start thinking about exactly, exactly. that's what i was going to say you may not Mm -hmm. exactly Selena yeah 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 perfect okay thank you for explaining all of that and my final question um is about power of attorney I know that we've had some talks about this 
yeah um, can, can you explain what power of attorney is and uh, kind of like the benefits yeah. of yeah yeah so power of attorney um is is i like to basically think of it as a living will um it's it's two documents that are registered through the office of the public guardian who's the um, government official department that will oversee these documents and um there's two that everyone should have which is health and welfare and property and finance. And basically these documents can speak for you should you lose mental capacity. So, you know, we obviously, again, it's not something we like to think about, but should we become ill or have an accident that leaves us in a, in a state where we're no longer, to, no longer able to, to speak for ourselves, these documents will will basically speak for us. So we would use the documents to to place people as our attorneys, so that they can basically act on our behalf. So with um the property and finance, for example, um, you might want them to be able to have access to your bank accounts or to deal with any property, sell property or buy property for you on your behalf so again it's someone who you really have to trust um you know it's your nearest and dearest um people who you'd think who would you trust to give your bank card to if you needed to not that i'm saying you should give your bank details yeah, yeah. to people <laughs> but i'm just saying that level of trust that you know you they've got your best interests at heart they would never go on a spending spree and you know leave you with nothing you know people who you really really trust so spouses perhaps or siblings um parents um or adult children um yeah. people like that and it's so is you i don't know if someone's gonna say something no carry on selena that's fine yeah no i was gonna just say like you mentioned that bank account i think we just take it for granted that if something happens you know you could just go and you know just take over but again I see lots of um things in the news you know usually through some sort of money champion uh, online saying oh you know this has happened you know my partner's ill or they've mm -hmm. passed away and I'm trying yeah. to take them off of the sky or I'm trying to um you know access their bank account and it's such hassle um mm -hmm. for people to be able to do that and I think we take it for granted that we are just able to just you know yeah abs absolutely handle handle each other's affairs when actually it doesn't happen like that it, it really doesn't selena and we, we've seen this over and over um but we had um a neighbor of our parents um lovely couple um happily married both had their wills you know really intelligent you know good jobs intelligent so but they didn't know about lasting power of attorney. So, you know, we're all forgiven for, you know, for not knowing what they are, how important they are. But um, the wife was telling me probably about a couple of years ago now that her husband fell ill. Um, and unfortunately, she wasn't, like you were just saying, she wasn't able to access any joint accounts. Um, she wasn't able to access, he had lots of stocks and bonds and shares and all the letters started coming to the house. She wasn't allowed to action anything. So in the end, she just said, well, I just have to leave them right there because they will not talk to me. Even though, you know, loving couple, he would have wanted her to, to use that money. Um, but 
she she wasn't allowed to, you know, because she didn't have a lasting power. He didn't have a lasting power of attorney. She wasn't his attorney. So she was not permitted to, you know, mm. do, do anything regarding his affairs. Mm -hmm. um, Sorry, go on. You go first. Then I was just going to say, and and it, you know, it can happen through, through, through anything. Um, if someone has perhaps something mental health um, sort of issue, again, we've we've heard of things like that. And even during COVID, when people have been in comas, we've heard that their bank accounts have been frozen and their mortgage payments obviously not going out. So. It's it's so 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 important, and it doesn't matter even if you do have um someone else on your account, um you know who can act for you. It doesn't matter. the The bank will freeze it once they know you've become a vulnerable person. So it's so important because mm -hmm. actually they're protecting that person. They don't know that you're in a loving relationship. For they know, um, you know, yeah, you're estranged. Yeah, so they're, they're actually doing the right thing on their side by protecting that vulnerable person. So so that's that's the property and finance side of things. I think you had a, a question. If you yeah, can I know that there's another side. So if you talk about, is it the health, the health yeah, side? Yeah, health and, health and welfare. That's really important as well. Um, who would decide... Um, what, what care home you would go to if you lost mental capacity? Would they send you, you know, all the way to, to Wales or some or far away from your home? Yeah. Um, would your loved ones have a choice in that? Um, if there was medic, <clears throat> excuse me, medication um, wise, if you weren't able to make a decision, would you want one of your loved ones to make a decision for what you would or wouldn't accept? Um, so lots of different um, reasons to have the health and welfare um, power of attorney as well. In fact, we had um, a call yesterday, I think it was, and it was on behalf of a lady who had mental capacity. She was 103 years old and they were hoping to have a lasting power of attorney, health and welfare one done because of the fact that she may end up in care because of her age and she'd had an illness. Um, and they were just preempting that, you know, it's pretty likely that she may need care. But um, they wanted a decision on where she would be living, but they wouldn't have that choice, unfortunately, um, because they didn't have lasting power of attorney in place. So it might be possible to, to do it for her, but um, that just depends mm. on her level of capacity at the moment. Yeah, and and also the thing is that it takes quite a long time, mm. so time is something that you need to think about and not putting it off because the process can take between ten to sixteen weeks. And I know that since COVID, it, it's taken a lot longer. So, you know, who wants to wait four or five months if you you know need to act for a loved one? quickly so yeah it's so important okay yeah I mean so I think we've covered will we've covered trust we've covered power of attorney is there anything else that we should be talking about or are those the main three would you say in estate planning or is there so much more <laughs> yeah I think I think um 
pretty I mean there are lots of other elements to it and you know we could probably talk all evening but I think those yeah. are the main <laughs> I think those are the main things to think about um although a will is a simple document there are things to consider like who you'd want your executor to be because it's it's a very important um, position that you're giving that person and there are some they could be liable if, if they don't pay everything that they should and you know it's quite a responsible role so I think it does although it can be done for free and you know you can easily do it yourself just be mindful about you know decisions that you make regarding these documents and, and the same for lasting power of attorney be really mindful who you choose to be your attorney because they will have access to um you know all of your finances and in effect they are they will have as much power as you do over your assets so so yeah so, so I would I would just say they're probably would you say they're probably the most important things to cover yeah here. yeah definitely it's a very good start anyway if you can get if you can get those done <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay perfect okay so ladies and um, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you how can they do so and also I know that you mentioned that you do courses yes so yeah let us know about some of the courses that you do and then also your um, social media handle so they can get in touch if they want to have a chat okay thank you yeah brilliant um so we are on um instagram our instagram at is wentworth 1900 um there's a link in there for um if you want to have a free 15 minute chat you can just book yourself in a slot to just have a chat with us about any of the products and services on there we're also on facebook under wentworth wills uh, limited um our our website is www.wentworthwills.co.uk um we do um do a workshops as you mentioned and um, we have got one coming up soon actually on lasting power of attorney we're teaching people how they can fill these documents in themselves at coming up soon and um, we tend to do them monthly it's usually the last Sunday of the month we'll pick a, a topic which we'll put in our in our media socials um, on either writing your own will or the importance of what lasting power of attorney um, is and, and a lot of them are free some of them um, are paid but a lot of them are free just awareness sessions for people to come along and find out what some of these documents are and why they're so important um i think, I think yeah i think you mentioned you've, you've covered it yeah, yeah. probably so yeah that's how you can get in touch i would just um end by just saying it's really important guys um for your loved ones to get these things in place because you're just going to make life so much easier um should the worst happen and if you know, hopefully the, wor the worst doesn't happen for a very, very long time. But once the documents are done, they're done. You can file them away and forget about them. But it's just really important to get them done. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think we're, we're going to end on that point there. So thank you so much, Charlene and Antoinette. It's been amazing talking to you. And I hope listening, because, I mean, we're having a, quite a serious conversation, but I don't feel sad about it. I feel like, <laughs> as you mentioned earlier, I feel like you are... Um, doing a kindness to your loved ones so mm -hmm. they're not having to deal with the stress and hassle and also it's about directing your hard-earned assets and wealth to go as well and I think that's really important it's about taking charge 
of that Absolutely. so it's just not left to to government <laughs> we've got to get smarter we've got That's to it. get smarter and wise up yeah definitely definitely okay ladies thank you so so much once again thanks for having thank us thank you, thank you Bye. 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 hi guys i hope you found that in- oh, get my words out i hope you found the episode informative it's all about informing empowering you to make the best financial choices that you can possibly make do reach out to Charlene or Antoinette from Wentworth Wills and all of their details will be put into the show notes so that you can follow up with them if you wanted to have a conversation with them about setting up a will a trust or power of attorney have a great week guys bye